At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, this is going to be, this will be a little tricky. So let's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you wrote in originally said it was complicated and then you wrote back in and said it got more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Financials Podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty, and I'm your host and a certified financial planner, which is a CFP. And I am here with my guest today, Dahlia. Hi, Dahlia. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. I'm, I've been listening to the podcast for a while, so it's kind of surreal to hear you do that intro. <laughs> and then now you're a part of it. I'm introducing you. Yeah. Well, it's always fun to have on guests who have listened to the show so since you know the drill, do you want to give us your overview? So how old you are, married, single, what you do for work, where you live? Yeah, sure. So I am 32, married. We live in Virginia. I am self-employed, which has been a little bit complicated Ooh. this year. Um, I can talk more about that in a minute. And my husband is an engineer. He makes about $160,000 a year. And okay. the big event that we have coming up is that we are expecting our first baby in about five weeks. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. <laughs> that's so soon. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. And we just moved into a new house two weeks ago. So, Oh my gosh, you're doing all the things. We're doing all the things all at once. Yeah. So when I originally wrote in... I was like, our finances are so complicated right now because when I got pregnant in January, I expected to be able to work most of the year, but it okay. turned out to be like a really complicated high-risk pregnancy for oh, no. like most of the first half. So I actually kind of had to stop everything I was doing for the most part, which dramatically reduced my income for most of the year. And are you feeling really, better now? Yes. Is everything okay. is totally fine now, which is a huge relief, but it was, it was rough going there for a while. Um, so 
my income was super low. My medical expenses were super high because I was getting yep. like all these really expensive ultrasounds every week, every two weeks. Oh, wow. For a long time there. Yeah. So going to see the specialist at the hospital and like all this stuff. So I originally wrote in being like, I'm going to be going into maternity leave with a lot less in savings than I expected. And then after I wrote you at the beginning of June, we walked past a for sale sign and decided to buy an 1800s farmhouse. Oh my God. It's from the 1800s. Yeah. Oh, Dahlia, I hope you have so much better, much better luck than I do with old homes. Oh my gosh. Well, you'll be happy to know that the sewer line is only 20 years old. Oh my God. That's amazing. It's music to my ears. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure um, it'll be falling down around us in other ways, but the sewer line hopefully won't be the issue. <laughs> I feel like the sewer line is key. You know, toilets yeah. are just so important. Yeah. And we're like farther from the road than all the other houses because we have like a much bigger lot than all the other houses in the neighborhood. So that was actually something I specifically asked the previous owners about because the sewer lines in our neighborhood are like famous for crumbling. Like right now they're all failing because they're all like 50 years old. So they're all failing at once. And so I asked the previous sellers, I was like, so do you have the same sewer line as everybody else? And he was like, no, it's newer. I was like, thank God. (laughs) I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. I didn't know to ask when I bought. I mean, I knew to have it scoped, but like I didn't, that was great that you asked, like, did you guys upgrade the sewage line? Yeah, it was was actually a funny story because he said when they were buying the house like 23 years ago, the previous owners to them were supposed to provide paperwork about the septic system being checked out and good to go. And they like kept delaying that and kept delaying that. And finally they were like, um, actually we just put in a new sewer line. (laughs) So now we're on public sewer. And they were like, okay, so the septic system wasn't good to go and you couldn't get anyone to certify that it was. So So they just ended up having to redo it. They had to redo it, yeah. And then so they connected it to city – because septic is Mm -hmm. where you do it privately. You have like a leach field yourself. So you're on city sewage. So they ran a a line out and the line's 20 years old, which is great. That's new. Thank goodness. (laughs) Yes, you'll have toilets. Yes, thank goodness. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. So you have a a lot going on. Okay. So new house. Yes. Baby coming, high-risk pregnancy. So what, and what kind of self-employment, like what is your, what is your career in? So I am a calligrapher. So my business is mostly wedding related, which um, is typically highest in like May, September, and October. Um, A calligrapher. Yeah. How did you end up becoming a calligrapher? Um, I started as a hobby and really liked it and slowly turned it into a business. Amazing. Yeah. So do you do like wedding invitation? Like what? I what do kind of... mostly wedding signs. So it's signs. all like physical, like no digital stuff pretty much. Understood. Okay. Yeah. So all physical. So like the seating charts mm-hmm. or... Yeah. Okay. Which became a real problem <laughs> when yes. I was like not 
moving around a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> it wasn't like you could have your laptop in bed. Right. It was like, oh, I can't stand for eight hours and write on mirrors. Like that's not going to happen. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And then for September and October for like the fall peak, I will be on maternity leave. So, so you're missing a season. Yeah. Basically just missing like an entire wedding season. Now, do you do, do you have your own website? Are you on Etsy or how? how I'm just very I curious. Do, about yeah. This. I do have my own website. Most of like my best clients actually come through wedding planners. Oh, wow. Okay. So and how I've, long have you been doing this? I started officially my, I started my business in 2019. Oh, wow. Right before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and then I left my job, my full-time job at the end of 2020. Okay. So and what was your full-time job? I was in, I've been in marketing for my whole career and I do a little bit of that as a freelance side hustle now still, which is good. Okay. I've been doing that the whole time this year. So it's been like a little bit of consistent income for my one client that I have. But um, yeah, so I was doing marketing for a nonprofit. Amazing. Okay, very cool. I'm impressed. So it started as a, because you know, we love to talk about like other ways to boost your income. So it started as a side hustle that you turned into a full-time gig. Mm -hmm. And I was hoping that I would really be making like full-time money this year, Okay, but this was not the year. So well, sometimes yeah, these are things that are hard to plan for. So what, yeah. um, so, so 2021 was your first full-time year then? 2021. Yes. That's right. And then what was I, approximate income that year? So in 2021, from the calligraphy business, I made about like $30,000 revenue. Okay. And took home, I would say, I think it was like 20000 Okay. After expenses. Yeah, after expenses. Mm -hmm. And then did you also have your uh, marketing side gig too? I did. Yeah. So I think that is basically like one day a week. And okay. I think... I don't have my like 2021 stuff in front of me, but I think I made like somewhere in the realm of like 8,000 from that in 2021. Okay. And then what is your, so we'll, we'll say this year is an anomaly, right? Cause you had high yeah. risk pregnancy. So what was your target or what are you targeting for the business? Yeah, that's such an interesting question because I don't know how to plan for like being a stay-at-home mom slash entrepreneur yeah, you know like what does that look like what kind of time will I have what like will my baby take naps I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah no there's gonna be a lot to figure out absolutely yeah so I'm planning to be fully on maternity leave like in terms of client facing stuff, I'm not taking mm -hmm. on any weddings through the end of this year after um, August 15th, just okay. to give myself a little buffer, like just in case the baby decides yeah, I think that's I'm a little early or something like that. So I'll be fully off from client work for four and a half months. And then I don't really know what next year looks like because I think. I'll just have to play it by ear and see what I can do 
and find time for. Okay. I think that's a smart, smart decision. So, so then let's go through, yeah, this is going to be, this will be a little tricky. So let's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you wrote in originally said it was complicated and then you wrote back in and said it got more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I got confused. I was like, oh, she's already been on. She wants to revisit everything because things got complicated. And you're like, no, no, no. They just got complicated since I originally applied. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about, so we have an idea of where we know that your income not making any more. We're basically in August. So n- no more income for you for the rest of the year. For maternity leave, your husband's making 160 So let's talk about um, income um, and your expenses. So I have a very nice spreadsheet here. So we're starting on the first tab. So your mortgage is, and you're talking about refinancing the mortgage, correct? So I guess I should explain that part too. So what we ended up doing, because we had, I had actually been trying really hard for the last couple of years to have less cash on hand and more investments. (laughs) Because we weren't planning to buy a house. (laughs) And then we walked past this house and we were like, could we make this work? Like, is there any possible way? And what we ended up doing to make it work was we got a bridge loan, which I had never heard of before this. But basically, it allowed us to bridge the gap between buying the house and selling our house. And ah, so I was going to say who, yeah. So you, and now yeah. was the bridge loan provided by the real estate agency or who provided the bridge loan? Um, the real estate agency recommended a lender. Okay. Sometimes they do it themselves. Interesting. Yeah. If they're on both sides of the deal, like they're selling your current house and buying yeah. and helping you buy a new one, sometimes they will offer you a loan huh. in the interim before one sells and you get the other. But there's also lenders that do that too. Yeah. So you already had a house prior to this house. So right. You, okay, perfect. So you already were in a house and you were selling that one to then buy the next one. Right. And we didn't want to do a home sale contingency because the buyers, I mean, the sellers had specifically said, like, we don't want to deal with a home sale contingency. <laughs> and we were like, okay, message received. And so for our listener, that that means that you cannot purchase your offer is contingent on your sale of your current home and the sellers who you were buying the 1800s house from didn't want that because that means that they're now tied to another purchase versus just having your offer. It's a little cleaner for them that it's not contingent on something else. Right. So, and we thought our house would sell super easily because the market has been really, really hot here in Mm -hmm. the last couple of years And this was at the beginning of June that we saw that house and decided to sell ours. We put it up on the market like within a week. It was an absolute whirlwind and like simultaneously the market kind of flatlined. So we ended up sitting on the market for longer than we expected. We also, to make the down payment high enough that the bridge loan, because it's based on um, the amount that's financed, the cost mm-hmm. of the bridge loan. And for people who are not familiar with the bridge loan, it costs us interest every day that we have the bridge loan. So 
until we sell our house and then refinance to a traditional mortgage, we're paying a certain amount of interest every single day to have this bridge loan. Which Correct. Is, it, yeah. it, is, it is meant to be temporary, but this is where it can yeah. get a little messy. So your current, mm-hmm. your original house is still on the market. So we're under contract, fingers oh, crossed. Good. I was getting very nervous. I know. I was hearing this. Yes. Welcome to the last couple of months of our lives. Gosh, and uh, the high-risk pregnancy. Uh, thankfully, the risk has decreased and now it's just a decreased. normal pregnancy, but... Okay, good. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Not recommend it. Okay, so you're under contract on your first home. Yeah, so we are supposed to close a week from tomorrow Amazing. on our old house. And then the bridge loan, we, we refinance out of the bridge loan a week after that. Perfect. So we're looking at the light at the end of the tunnel. Almost <laughs> the there. Moment. Yeah. But we also, to add another factor to this, we also borrowed money from both sets of parents to make this happen. So paying them back is definitely a factor in our future finances as well. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because these past few months I've been prioritizing my health as I've recovered from a nasty case of long haul COVID. I love that it takes the mental work out of getting my vitamins and supplements in because with just one scoop of AG1, you're getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, and probiotics. It's been super simple to incorporate into my morning routine because there's virtually no prep required and it tastes great. Plus, it's way cheaper than a fancy coffee habit. If you want to give it a try, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash future rich. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash future rich to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yes, I see. So, okay, where should we start? So your average, I don't even know where we yeah, should start. So, so why don't we talk about your expenses and man, you're really throwing me for a loop here. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about since we're close to refinancing, getting rid of the bridge loan and moving into a traditional mortgage. Let's yeah. look at what those look like. Now, okay. what do you have a rate lock? Have you yes, locked in? We the have a rate? rate lock, thankfully. I was and gonna say thank goodness since they I just know. raised the rates again. Second I know. time. It's been so is your rate lock really at five percent? Yes. So we have a rate lock at five percent for six fifty. And then the plan is that in three months we recast the mortgage. So we're able to keep the rate but pay toward the principal so that then we will have, I think what we're currently leaning towards is a four hundred dollar mortgage, four hundred thousand dollar mortgage at that five percent rate. Okay. And you're gonna recast it by using the money from that you receive from the original home sale? Correct. Okay. So you're going to first, they can't just do it in one transaction for you? I guess not. I don't know. (laughs) Because my concern is you're going to first do a 650 mortgage at 5% and then you're going to have it recast at 400, what, like two weeks later? Um, Three months. 
Three months. Oh, so they're going to make you keep the original mortgage for three months and then they're going to recast it. So you're just right. going to, you'll put the down. So you're, you should net, is it 200,000 from the. So we're going to net. I didn't send you all of my spreadsheets because that's there okay. are way too many. So we're currently looking at netting 455,000 from the home sale. So some of that will go directly into this new mortgage and then some of it should be a cash out like 273,000 should be a cash out and then in three months because the current bridge loan amount is 815,000 okay so say just say that number again so yeah when you sell your current house yeah so how much after your mortgage on that you had a mortgage on that property correct Correct. So we have a mortgage on that of 230000 Okay. So we, after we pay that off, we should have 273000 after paying off, paying the bridge loan down to the new mortgage balance of six fifty. Okay. So after that, you, so you'll have two seventy three. Correct. After you pay off the bridge loan down to six fifty. Yes. Okay. So then from there, you're planning on taking another 200 or 250. We're looking at both options. Yeah. Yeah. 250 from there and then recasting the mortgage to 400,000. Right. The idea. So you did really well on that first house sale. Yeah. Not as well as we wanted to. It was like 20,000 less than I thought we were going to be able to get for it. But I mean, our house value has gone up. A lot since we bought it. We bought it at five fifty five, and we're selling it at seven ten, and that was seven years ago. So, still feeling good about it, just not as good as I wanted to be feeling. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you're still it's you're still you're now in another house that will appreciate ideally, right? Yes, yes, and we, and there's no there's no tax on this game because you're married filing joint. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know how that works, but that's good. Because it's yeah, under because it's under the um, five hundred thousand the limit. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, so that's really nice. Okay, so then now, so once that goes through, they're gonna make you. And I don't, I just don't know the terms of the contract. But it, so it sounds like the terms of the contract is first you pay off the bridge loan, and they put you in a traditional mortgage for six fifty, and then you can go and make you can recast it at that same interest rate and make basically a lump sum principal payment after right. three months of holding the traditional mortgage. Right. Okay. So you're going to have three months with the 650 mortgage, which is going to be basically 4,400. And then you have the two recast options, which is either using of your net gain of 273,000. It's either going to be putting 250 towards the mortgage or 200. Right. So the difference in those numbers is basically a little under $300 actually. Yeah, for on our monthly mortgage payment. On your yeah. monthly mortgage payment. So at a mortgage rate of a mortgage amount of 450,000 at 5%, your mortgage would be 3,359 or if you put 250,000 towards it, so a mortgage amount of 400,000 at 5%, it would be $3,091. Yeah, and those are based on my estimates using online calculators. But. <laughs> so the difference is like $270 a month and the difference in amount putting down or towards the mortgage is 50,000. 
Right. Yeah. So which one are you guys leaning towards? We're leaning towards the 400,000. And you confirm this is a 30 year mortgage, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just to keep that monthly payment as low as we can get it basically. So, and from what your mortgage was originally, correct me if I'm wrong, your March through May, it's before mm-hmm. you sold, you were paying approximately 2,500. So you're basically increasing it by 600 a month. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And the value of this new home, we bought it at? We bought it at 1,040,000. Okay. So that's so that you'll have six hundred thousand of equity. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Isn't that wild? Like yeah. we're basically going to have a mortgage. Like the, we're basically resetting to the same mortgage starting point that we did on our much smaller house seven years ago. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, because you sold the other house for seven hundred. You said seven hundred. Seven ten. 710, but you had bought that house at 555. 555, but you put money down on that one too. We put you only had 20% down, and then we threw a little bit at the principal over time. Because you only had 230,000 left on that mortgage. Right. Yeah. Amazing. This is a yeah. great way to build equity. Yeah. It's okay. Pretty exciting so, to be to have the mortgage payment be like so similar to our old one on yeah, such absolutely. a bigger house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you increased the you know, you started at with a house at 555. It, obviously you rolled that market up. You got out or are getting out basically while it's flatlining and then mm-hmm. bought yourself another house using all the equity. Yeah, help finance that. All right. Okay, so then let's look at your numbers with the recast at four hundred thousand mortgage on a million dollar home. So then the mortgage <laughs> is we'll just say thirty one hundred for argument's sake. Groceries are eight hundred, restaurants are two hundred, gas is one twelve thirty three. That's a very specific number there, Delia. <laughs> the monthly average. Okay, <laughs> um, entertainment is ten, um, shopping one seventy eight. Medical, you're putting in a hundred a month after the pregnancy. Traveling is three hundred. Home improvement four hundred. I think that's great with an older home. Car insurance eighty three. Gifts thirty seven. Pet care two hundred. Baby one twenty five. Um, a hundred for other expenses. Um, pool membership fifty four dollars, and then payback parents at one thousand. And how much do you owe your parents? So between the two sets of parents, 200000 Okay. And what is the payback? So is it going to be 500 to each set of parents monthly? So we don't have like a schedule with okay. them. Um, we're kind of planning to do it uh, at least with my parents. We haven't talked about the plan exactly with my husband's parents, but for my parents, we're planning to do it through like buying them flights and stuff to come visit the baby and things like that. So like not doing like regular transfers, but instead like, what can we pay for? Like when we go on vacation together, can we just like pay for everything and things like that? 
Perfect. Okay. And then, but you're going to earmark a thousand a month. Yeah. Is the thought. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. And then we have utilities. I didn't go all the way through here. So utilities are water, sewer, gas, oil, trash, all of that comes to uh, 685. So average monthly expenses for everything I've named is 7,500. Mm-hmm. And then your husband's take home paycheck is 75, we'll just say 7,600. Yeah. And I have um, some money saved up in the business to continue to give myself a small stipend, basically. Stipend, okay. Through the end of the year, I could do like $360 a month. Perfect. Okay, so that gets the number up a little higher. Okay. And my freelance stuff is going to be paused through the end of the year, but then should be starting back up in January, January. like $360 a month also. So that'll get you to 700 a month. Right. And then that I'm hopeful, probably not in January because it takes some time to like build the clients back up and wedding season doesn't really start until April. Right. But um, I mean, I think realistically, probably the freelance will replace my business income for the first four months of the year. And then as I'm like booking weddings, I'd get 50% up front. So some of that money will definitely be coming in, in the first few months of the year, but then the second half comes in, you know, when wedding season's actually happening. So like April, May, June, if that makes sense. So then, yeah, no, that makes sense. So from now for the end of the year, you'll pay yourself a stipend and then it'll be closer to 700. So I'm already having a thought here. Yes. Okay. So my thought is that I know it makes the monthly amount tighter, but if you did the recast at 450, I haven't looked at the current investment, so maybe I'm speaking too soon here, but it would leave you another 50,000 on hand for a buffer, which would more than cover that difference of 270 a month times 12. I mean, that's 3,300. It would give you a lot more breathing room yeah. You can always throw another 50,000 at the mortgage at any time during those 30 years. Like Right. But you would have to do a HELOC to pull money out of it. Yes, that's true. And with rising rates, you might not want to do that. Yeah. Cuz those are variable rates. So, let's just think that over cuz I wanted to see where we are cuz I'd almost lean towards having you have more in cash and a higher mortgage amount because more in cash would cover that difference. Yeah. And I broke down, um, at the bottom of this same tab, Mm -hmm. our current cash, because we threw a ton of cash into our home closing. Yep. So our current cash, and then the amount that I think we'll need over the next three and a half months until we recast the mortgage. And there's basically no buffer above our three month emergency fund. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you should only do the 450. Just with the, with having a baby, yeah. being on maternity, having a new house, I think you're better off having more cash and having the mortgage be 270 more a month because yeah. in two so even if let's say you have to cover that out of that extra cash an extra 50,000, the 270 a month times 24 months is $6,500. So $50,000 minus $6,500, 
leaves you with $43,500 more in cash over the next two years. That gives you time to get your business up and running. So you know, kind of more what you're going to make. And it gives you just a lot more buffer. Yeah. And we've already cut our investments to like just the match basically like just getting the match like we were being very aggressive with like maxing out our Roth IRAs and putting money into the HSA and all this stuff and I stopped all of that in the last couple of months in preparation for this so yep we don't really have any room to play there either usually when you have no room to play is when something goes awry yeah At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 